0: In this episode, I'm joined by Marvin Lee. Marvin is a successful seven-figure Amazon seller that decided to ditch his nine-to-five job to start an e-commerce business. Now, Marvin is gonna share his story, and he'll also share some tips and strategies that he uses in his business that you can implement for yourself. Now, this episode is about showing you what's possible and how you, too, can ditch the rat race and create your own path in life. Let's get after it. Hey, everybody, what's going on? Welcome to episode number 148 of the Private Labeler Show. I'm your host, Nick Landowski, and I'm making it my mission to help 1,000 people quit their job and start a successful e-commerce business using the power of Amazon. So thank you for tuning in for another amazing episode, and I really appreciate each and every one of you guys, no matter where in the world you are tuning in from. And I also appreciate all the love and the support the podcast has been getting. It's truly been great. And I hope you guys are having a fantastic day. We got some great news out there. I'm starting to see that a lot of these shutdowns are starting to end. A lot of cities and towns and countries and states Are you know, at least starting to partially reopen, which is amazing news because we all deserve it. Um, It's been kind of a crazy whirlwind start to 2020, and it's about time we start to open some things up again so we can get back to normal. So, we're gonna get right after today, everybody. We're gonna dive right in, and I'm super pumped about today's episode. I'm gonna be joined by my friend Marvin Lee in just a second here, and I actually met Marvin through my. Facebook group, so if you're not a member, definitely should join, wink wink. And uh, the reason why I wanted to have him on the podcast, really simple, I wanted him to share his story with you guys, okay? So he's a seven figure seller that's having a ton of success right now with his brands. However, not too long ago, he's working a job as a nurse and he kind of decided it wasn't really what he wanted to be doing. So I know many people listening right now, you're in that same position, you might be at a job that you really don't care for and you're looking for a new path. So I also know that many people listening right now might be struggling with their e-commerce businesses. So they might be getting frustrated. You might have you know, a lot of failed product launches, and it's just not really working out for you, and you're, you might be thinking about giving up or whatever. So you also might be seeing you know, a lot of sellers right now. They post huge revenues in Facebook groups are online, and you're thinking, damn, like why can't that be me? And you might see gurus out there posting videos and content of them in front of like mansions and exotic cars and you're, you're getting frustrated because it all feels so like unattainable. So that's why I wanted to have Marvin on the show for you guys today to show you what's possible. He wanted more from life, he wanted a different path and basically he worked really hard and he created an amazing business, a seven figure business using the power of Amazon. So he's gonna share his story with you and also some tips and strategies that will help you get to where you want to go. So we're gonna talk uh, not just about a story, but we're also gonna dive into a little bit of uh, listing optimization, PPC, and some other fun topics. So we're gonna kinda just have a free-flowing conversation here, and I think you're really gonna enjoy it and grab a lot of value from it. Now, make sure you stick around to the very end, okay? There's just lots of value nuggets that are gonna be dropped throughout the entire conversation, so you don't wanna miss anything. And as usual, I'll give a recap of the episode and our conversation afterwards. So stick around to the very, very end to hear my recap. And I mentioned that Facebook group that you should definitely be a part of. Again, that's where I met Marvin. So make sure you join up on that to get enrolled or to get uh, added to the group. Just go to privatelabelershow.com forward slash FB, or just go right to Facebook, type in Amazon FBA and filter it by groups and uh, get joined up in there and you never know you might be uh you might meet up with me on there and i could maybe potentially in the future have you on the podcast to share your story as well so without further ado guys let's get after it here's my conversation with my friend marvin lee hey everybody please welcome the one and only marvin lee to the
1: show welcome marvin hey nick how are you
0: I am doing fantastic, uh, trying to follow my quarantine guidelines as best as possible right now. I'm assuming you're doing the same, right?
1: Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm on quarantine. It's, it's going, on for all, going on for a while now.
0: You don't sound too excited about it, Marvin. Marvin, why don't you uh, introduce yourself a little bit to the audience? Uh, tell us just a little bit about yourself. But uh, we're, we're going to be diving kind of deeply into your story. So if you just kind of want to just give us like your 15 or 30 second commercial about kind of, uh, you know, who you are and, and all that good stuff.
1: Oh, uh, sure. Sure. So, um, you know, obviously I'm Marvin Lee. Uh, I've been, you know, selling on Amazon since, you know, December, 2015. And then I hit seven figures in 2017 and I've been doing, you know, just been growing growing and growing, you know, since then. And I'm also the co-founder of a uh, AMZ seller specialist. So that's a little bit about me.
0: Very cool. And then I believe when we were talking before, you said that you have recently been featured in Ryan Daniel Moran's latest book. Is that true?
1: Yeah, actually, um, I've been a big fan of Ryan's for almost ever since I started. I think I knew about Ryan since 2016. So, you know, just I was back, you know, back in the day, whenever he used to do like Google Hangout calls, I would hop on And, you know, him and the whole group would go back and forth and he's just a great guy. I, I, you know, someone I look up to, had a chance to learn from early on, kind of shape, you know, some of like your Amazon basics and business building basics. And yeah, he's, uh, he's got a book now. So it's on pre-order on Amazon and it comes out like May 5th, I believe. And, uh, definitely, you know, it's the plan to get to 1 million in sales in 12 months. So.
0: I will uh, definitely be checking that out and to see how you've kind of been featured in there and talked about. So that's really, really exciting, man! Congratulations on that. So Marvin, um, you said that you've been selling on Amazon since 2015. Now, I know that you used to be a, a nurse uh, before that. And for some reason, uh, you decided that that wasn't the, the path that you wanted to follow anymore. And I uh, kind of wanted to dive into that because I, I wanted to share your story with the community out there because there's a lot of people listening right now that you know let's just say maybe they, they haven't even launched a product yet they've been thinking about jumping into this e-commerce game and selling on Amazon maybe creating you know a successful brand something like that and they're you know maybe they're stuck or they don't know really know what to do or they think that the, all the people having success on Amazon like oh that they can't achieve that themselves so I kind of wanted to dive into that uh, you were somebody that was probably in the the quote unquote nine to five rat race to some degree, you know, you're kind of uh, doing, doing what you're supposed to do in life, you know, go to, go to college, get a degree, get a good job, that kind of stuff. And you, you kind of realized I'm certain that that after a while, that that wasn't the path that you wanted to go down. So I wanted to dive into your story just a little bit. What is it about like, why, why did you decide to leave your job as a nurse and start selling on Amazon and start selling in e-commerce?
1: Okay. Yeah. So since I was 16 um I've been like reading Robert Kiyosaki books and I've always been interested in financial freedom and you know I knew that being a registered nurse was good good money but you know it wasn't going to get me there and it just kind of didn't align with the goals with myself personally you know for reaching financial freedom you know definitely a great career but you know not for something like that and, you know, at some point you kind of, you know, you read enough books and, you know, you listen to enough podcasts and, uh, you know, you kind of just realize that uh, it's a business that's eventually going to get you there. And, you know, with selling on Amazon, I didn't think originally that would be the business model that got me there, but it kind of turns out to be the best thing ever. So
0: so how did you even start hearing about Amazon back in 2015? I mean, Amazon, like selling on Amazon wasn't like a massive thing at the time. I mean, sort of, I guess, compared to now, who knows? But like, how how did you even hear about Amazon in that that time when you were being, you know, uh, going to your job as a nurse?
1: Yeah, so it's actually a funny story. So I'll give you a little bit of a backstory of like how everything just even happened. So back when I was a nurse, um, I met Justin on a, a psychiatric nursing unit, you know, he, he's a, he's a RN too. And we ended up like discussing the ideas of starting a business. He it introduced me to uh, friends of his and they had successful online publishing business. And for me, I was blown away because I have never, you know, met anyone at the time that was making money online. And I, so it was something that I wanted to do. And, um, you know, I started researching and I found out, you know, like what was possible or I was trying to find out what was possible for, possible for me because I, you know, I was a nurse. I didn't have any special skills and I started doing some like Googling. And after that, I actually found out, found out about FDA on a Reddit forum and I just got the idea of, you know, of selling a product online and was like fascinated about it. Um, I asked, uh, Justin, if he wanted to do it with me and then that's kind of how we started, like started from, you know, selling online, like from there.
0: Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So, uh, I heard about it through some friends and, and started to do a little research and became interested. So how long was it before you actually quit your job, uh, from the time, like you actually found out about selling on Amazon and and started all that. So obviously you're probably doing the Amazon stuff on the side and, uh, like kind of give me that timeline there.
1: Yeah, sure. So, so when we first launched our product, so the first product that we launched was like a a huge mistake. It was a a beer chiller and we like did it during, um, you know, Christmas time and from the time of like, you know, like December, 2015 Christmas to like, you know, 2016, like halfway through the year, we weren't doing that good, you know? And from there we kind of like rekindled and, uh, from there on, we started having success, and then we just kept launching more products up until 2017, where we ended up, you know, hitting our like seven figures. But I mean, it wasn't always like, you know, we didn't always do good. In the very beginning, it was just like we're just kind of going through the process all the way up to 2016, and had a little success at the end. And then from 2016 to 2017 um, is when we started having our, you know, our, our our moments of like, oh, like this actually works. This is great, and you can do this.
0: So you hit seven figures after some, uh, some ups and downs. And is that that, at that point, uh, when you said, okay, um, we're, we're done with the nursing stuff and the medical stuff and we're going to do this full time.
1: Yeah. So when we hit seven figures, we were still actually, uh, as nurses. And that's part of the reason why we grew so fast is because we never pulled any money out of the business. We just kept dumping it in. So basically we didn't take a paycheck for, uh, for almost two years. And, you know, at that time, that's that's whenever we had a conversation of like, you know, is, is it time to, is it time to really, really focus on, focus on this thing and, and quit our jobs? And, you know, whenever someone's doing that, we just kind of slowly backed out. We went from like, you know, full-time to part-time. And then uh, in some professions you can be like, you know, as needed and they let us do that and, and, until we were totally, totally done with it.
0: Okay. So is that maybe advice that you give somebody out there like, Hey, maybe don't quit your job to go all in on this Amazon stuff. If you have a decent job right away, like, you know, kind of work on uh, your your e-commerce business on the side and, and kind of treat it as a side hustle. Once it kind of starts rolling, just keep reinvesting and, and, you know, go to your nine to five until you feel you've built it up to a point where you're comfortable that it's, it's going to maintain. Is that maybe advice you'd give?
1: A hundred percent. I mean, you know, I think the biggest thing that, you know, you can take away, you know, from like, from that is as long as you can keep continuing to make mistakes and keep rolling, you know, moving forward, you'll feel very comfortable with this business model. I mean, you you know, you have your income that you, you know, that you go, that you get from your, you know, your nine to five and you can put it into your business. You know, you can try things out and in case things don't work out. Like, like just with us, like things didn't work out the first time. And at that time I didn't have much money and it just allowed me to keep going because if, you know, the reality of it is, is, you know, no one's going to get a hundred percent of everything right the first time around. So if you can just, you know, afford to make little mistakes and keep going, you're going to eventually hit success. I mean, it's, it's a great business model.
0: So let's talk about some of those struggles and things that you kind of messed up on. Cause you're right. We, we mess up, everybody messes up on, and, and you know, all these different things when it comes to e-commerce. I mean, nobody gets it right a hundred percent the first time. So I guess what were some of the things that you kind of learned from or uh, mistakes that you've made and things like that, that you could share with the listeners out there to kind of help them out?
1: Um, so mistakes that I've made. So I would say, these are like product mistakes because I mean that's the core center of you know Amazon you have to have a, pro- a like a product right a, a great product yeah. so you know regarding around products I would say um, not having a unique selling proposition and then being more product oriented rather than customer oriented so those are you know some of the mistakes so like if you focus on making sure that you have a US like a USP and having your copy speak more towards the customer than about, you know, your product, other things will kind of fall into, you know, place more naturally. Yeah, I I would say that those are probably the two biggest mistakes. Okay. Everything else would, you know, work out.
0: So essentially, uh, focus more on customer versus just the product. So focus on benefits, how it's going to improve the customer's life or or whatever, whatever that is, and, and really try to create a product that is actually going to be different than the competitors in some way, shape, or form and just kind of format your your focus and your copy to kind of highlight why you're better, different, and uh, all those things, right?
1: Absolutely. And, you know, as long as you can have a, like a USP and bring something different, someone will will be willing to choose you just because they're curious.
0: Yeah, and I, I think that's uh, stuff that I've learned over the years as well uh, when launching products. Even early on, uh, it just seemed like there was a lot of like, let's say, quote unquote, me too products or Uh, everybody was kind of selling the same thing. And you would kind of notice that like, Oh my God, they're just using the same pictures off of Alibaba or whatever. And you would notice that early on, on, um, at least when I first started. So um, before really anybody was talking about differentiating or anything like that, I mean, this is eons ago at this point, I kind of understood that, that, Hey, you got to actually like come to the table, something different, something better, something that's going to wow the the potential customer. And uh, some of my most successful products at the time years ago were just really just upgrading, changing, and like you were saying, focus on the customer and focus like how it's going to improve their life and kind of highlight that and, you know, through your, your copy or whatever, and um, you'll win. And at the time, that was just, that's all they really needed to do at the time. And uh, I've had a lot of successful products because of that. And uh, you actually said that you you were looking into that beer chiller uh, way back in the day. And oddly enough, I remember when I was in product research stages, maybe right around the same time, I, I think I also came a, <laughs> across that same one as well. I didn't launch that one, but uh, I was heavily interested in that idea. So I guess maybe it's, maybe it's a good thing I passed on it. I don't know. But <laughs> so I thought that was kind of interesting that you mentioned beer chiller. I mean, I, I don't even know if people are still selling those these days, but anyways.
1: Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I, I think that you just have to remember that there are real people that you know could benefit from your product. And as long as you're willing to do that, I mean, it, you're going to you're going you're, you're gonna to end up being OK as long as you bring some kind of new value to the market that they can't already get. And it's a little bit harder to, you know, uh, you know, do than say, But it just it, it doesn't take uh, you don't have to be, you know, like, like so innovative. You just have to be just a little bit different and then just a little bit better. You don't have to go so far.
0: Yeah, exactly. And then, uh, since you started selling on Amazon about 2015 or so, you know, in five years that that's like a million years in e-commerce world in the, to the real world. Um, what have you kind of seen change, uh, since you first started selling to how, how things are now? Like what's, what's different about Amazon that people should be aware of?
1: So I think the biggest changes are that there is a little more saturation. Um, You know, you can't just go in there. You know, sell the same thing. You know, which we just kind of like discussed. And then I think the biggest changes are like they have to do with the ranking and the review acquisition. So rankings obviously become a lot more costly and difficult these days. In some cases, it's like less predictable. But you know, you can get you can always work your way around that. And then review acquisition back in the day has gone from being able to almost purchase them to, it takes a little more, you know, uh, knowledge and skills.
0: Yeah. Getting reviews, getting reviews back in the day used to be a really simple thing. I remember that it was, it's obviously dramatically changed, uh, kind of going forward as far as like where we're at now. Um, so, so obviously you've been selling on Amazon for about five years, as we keep saying, and you left your job as a nurse. And, uh, do you, do you uh, have a couple of different brands right now between you and your business partner? Are you focusing on just one brand
1: or. So we actually have two brands. We have a, a, a fitness brand and then we have a, you know, a health product brand and you know, what the fitness brand, we kind of stopped growing because we, have in, in our niche, we maxed out that market in turn, you know, in our small niche there. And then with the supplement health brand, we're still definitely growing that. I mean, we're we're doing uh, about a hundred k a month, and we're about to take the number one spot on a couple um, uh, couple of the products there. So, still a lot to look forward to.
0: So, how are you growing that? Are you doing uh, audience building through, let's say, ManyChat, or maybe building up audience through? I don't know, social media, Facebook groups, or what's your strategy, I guess, in terms of like building those uh, products and brands up.
1: So for the, um, for the, the supplement brand, basically since we're, uh, we're in a part where like, we're not launching any more products cause we're trying to build these products up. We're, we're focusing uh, on the review acquisition side. And right now we're basically using, um, uh, you know, many chat and, you know, the follow-ups, and then we've got like a little, you know, insert funnel on the back end, and uh just trying to hit more keyword spots. I mean, there, there's so much potential there in in that you know small aspect of what we're doing. So that's how we're growing that one. You know, just have to move up because we haven't hit our keyword potential. So so before. insert
0: card insert cards very very effective for you, huh? Like how, like, do you have any uh, tips for insert cards for people? Because people uh, often ask if they're going to dabble into that? Like, Hey, uh, how do, how do I kind of structure this or what should I use it for? Like, what's the, uh, what's the mission I guess. And, and, uh, how how could you maybe give some tips out there to help people improve their insert cards?
1: So, um, with insert cards, since we, since this one's a little bit easier, since we have a consumable and, you know, we offer another product and just some tips on that end, I would say that and while everyone is, you know, uh, following up through email, we've switched to SMS and the open rates and responses are, are just so much better than email. I mean, we send out tons of emails, but sometimes depending on the wording that you're using or if you have a, you know, a, a poor email server or, you know, someone is, has, uh, is using a you know, email service that filters a lot. You won't be reaching your customers, and so you'll notice that on the product insert side, they they sign up. So you don't get to follow back up with them, and so we we're completely revamping it and switching it over, and um, it's a uh, it's going pretty well for us. It's so, it's almost just like ManyChat.
0: So we SMS that's it. built. Through, isn't that built right in through ManyChat? The SMS. Uh, it is. Yeah.
1: Um, we also use another service. I can't remember the the name of the service, but um, with ManyChat some of our, like some of our customers don't have Facebook Messenger. And so we are using another service. I, I don't remember the name though. Um, but it's to, it's for them to like text in and then we can send into many chat, but yeah, it for so not all, but because all the customers don't have many chat, we, we had to end up Im- implementing that to get, you know, the higher response rates.
0: So essentially what you're saying is that, when somebody makes a purchase from you and let's just say you're distributing and selling just on Amazon or maybe your own website, who knows, it's really, really important to have a way, whether that be through an insert card or through packaging with some sort of a message for them to reconnect with you, for them to uh, reach out to you for something. And that way you can get them into, you mentioned email, not necessarily being that great, which I definitely agree, but it's, it's very critical that you make contact with that customer after the sale and whatever your agenda is, if it's to drive reviews or to build up this or that or whatever. So what you're saying, Marvin is like that is extremely important for sellers to grasp. uh, If they want to have, I guess, long-term success as we kind of cruise through 2020 and beyond, right? Like you you need a strategy on the back end.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, back to like going to, you know, these are real people, you know, behind, you know, who are purchasing your products, you know, w- the way we're growing the supplement brand is very different from our fitness brand with our fitness brand. I mean, we interact with the customer, like we choose a different way to interact with our customers. So one of our co- uh, products are extremely demonstrable. So people love to post about it. Right. Mm-hmm. And you can't like, we obviously can't send you another one, but so we ha- we, we talk with them another way. So, you know, whatever you do, you have to interact with your customers. I mean, that is the core bottom line. If you can talk to them just like they're a human being and, you know, have a chance to, you know, just engage with them just a little bit, you'll be surprised uh, what they'll do for you. I mean, we, we've filled up videos of them just using the products for their intended, you know, purpose. Um, we've got all the reviews that we need and, you know, able to get them to the top of our listings and have the people who are speaking their language actually, you know, uh, you know advertise for us. And that's, there, there's, there's nothing that, you know, speaks more volumes, if, especially if you don't have enough reviews. I mean, have just someone that is just like them and they can read that or look at it or watch a video, you, you, you'll be able to get by with lower reviews as well.
0: So following, uh, my, my guess is that if a customer buys one of your products in your brand, that they don't necessarily always just buy one, they probably buy multiple because you're probably reaching out to them at different points and kind of promoting or cross-promoting other products, Correct.
1: Um, for the supplements, yes, and then yeah, so uh, our for our fitness brand they um, they like to use hashtags on Instagram and uh, they end up you know letting us know that they 're happy with the product and then we engage with them and so just the engagement is real key i mean don't, they'll they 'll do so much for you if you're uh if you 're willing to talk with them
0: I love that I love that we 're talking about this right now, and marvin i I totally feel that uh, there's such a mist. Missed- it, like there's such, In the community, we don't talk enough about this kind of stuff. Um, I always, I've always felt like uh, everybody's so focused on the front end. They're so focused in on making that initial sale happen. And uh, uh, there's very little conversation in the community, in the trainings and things like that, about the back end, about following up, about keeping that conversation going. Because when you do that, again, you get, you probably paid, you know, X amount of dollars through advertising or whatever to get that one sale, whether that's through Amazon pay-per-click standard or whatever. And if you just simply bring that customer into your world, into your fold and talk to them afterwards, and you kind of, you you might not get them to buy something else from you right away, but maybe two months down the line, they see that you have another product that they're interested in and you're constantly reaching out to them or talking to them through many chat or what, however it is that you're doing it. You could essentially take that customer on a journey and, you know, maybe over the span of a year, maybe you have five, six products in your assortment for your brand. Maybe they buy those, you know, all four, five, six, seven of those products in your brand, just because you're keeping up the conversation with them, you're adding value to them. And uh again, I think that everybody's so focused on on that front end sale that they almost never talk about, you know, selling things on the back end as well, adding value, keeping that engagement going like you're doing. And and uh obviously that's probably helped you guys, you and your business partner tremendously in terms of, you know, creating six, seven, seven figure brands and uh, you know, I, am I wrong on that, or are we uh, are we not talking enough about that in the community? I,
1: I no, I think you're 100, Ryan. I, I I I don't think that we, we are talking about enough of that in the community. I mean, you know, uh, in the end, it's all about your customer base, right? How big can you build that, and you know, how big can you build that just determines on how many products you can launch, you know, profitably as well. You know, so that really, it just, it, it makes everything smoother. I mean, you know, from convincing them to help you to, uh, getting them another product to advertising and, um, you know, letting other people know, I mean, what, what better way, you know, than word of mouth within the community that they're in, there's just, there's, there's nothing like it. I mean, we've had, um, you know, uh, we've had people, uh, post, uh, post up about our products on blogs and we're not even familiar with it. You know, we're, we're in like review websites, um, and we're ranked number one, you know, across the board. So definitely, uh, you know, definitely just by talking to these people, you don't, you don't, you don't know always who, like who they are and you'll find out that, you know, some of these people, they, they stay quiet, but they're, but they have their own, you know, community that they, they'll, they'll promote you in. So definitely not enough conversation about that.
0: Yeah. I like getting emails every now and again. Um, uh- from bloggers or whoever saying, "Hey, we just did a piece on one of your products here. You know, hey, share it with your audience and blah, blah blah blah." It's like, "Hey, thanks for the sales and thanks for the traffic, I guess." But yeah, that's something that there could be a lot more outreach on the seller's part to kind of make that stuff happen to, uh, you know, drive that interest in the community. So, um, I you know, I want to dive into some uh, specific things in terms of listing optimization, a little PPC stuff in just a second here. But Marvin, again, if there's somebody out there right now that's kind of struggling. They're not sure where to go. They're, they're having problems in their regular job. They're thinking about getting out. I mean, you're somebody that has kind of left the quote unquote rat race, read some books, Robert Kiyosaki, you, know, you kind of talked about that. And in a few short years, you've generated uh, significant revenue in, through, you know, two brands with you and your business partner and kind of gotten on the radar of uh, Ryan Daniel Moran, which is awesome to be featured in, in one of his new books. So that that's really cool. But uh, what advice could you give somebody out there that maybe had some failures early on and, uh, you know, some guidance that you can give them?
1: So I would have to say that, like, if you're like struggling to get started and uh, yeah, I I would do two things. I would ask myself, like, what's holding you back? And for the majority of the people that like we've ended up, you know, working with or just talking with, it's always like three things. It's either money, education or commitment. So example, like, for example, like if money is an issue, you just kind of need some, you know, capital, like you you need some capital to start a business. So if you don't have enough, you know, you just do the common sense things of like, take time to save, get a second job and learn to make some sacrifices. Right. You got to kind of evaluate yourself. Um, If education is an issue, like you don't feel like you know enough. Um you can always spend your time, you know, your, your extra time learning. I mean, before I was successful, I would spend my excess time learning after my shifts at work and on my days off. So, you know, really in the end, like there's not an excuse for you not to consume free content within like YouTube, at least, you know, to get you mentally prepared. And then I think the last thing is, is, you know, at some point when you, have you know, when you've kind of built up a little bit of money and you've took time to educate yourself, I think really it comes down to, just, you know, what just like, kind of like talking with yourself and say, you know, I'm, I'm just going to do this. So you got to stop wavering back and forth within your own headspace. And, you know, like we mentioned earlier, I, I just think that the, the important thing to remember is whether, you know, just to stop worrying about whether you're going to, you know, make mistakes or fail, you know, you just have to remember that mistakes are going to happen and it it's okay. You know, just, it's better to get started and learn and not make the same mistake again than just to never start at all. I mean, this, this opportunity for selling a business um, online is just so great that like, you know, when you don't have any digital skills, I mean, this is literally the perfect thing to do.
0: Yeah, I, I, uh, I've shared my story a handful of times uh, on the podcast. If people have been listening a long time, I mean, I, I failed a million times and uh, I got started with, with uh, KDP with Kindle Direct Publishing right off the, like, that's the first thing I entered into with selling on Amazon. And that was, you know, just eBooks and things like that. And then I seen the opportunity for physical products. And uh, that just kind of blew my mind that you could do that and create a brand and this and that. And yeah, I've, I've made a million mistakes, but if you learn from the mistakes then you just get better and better at what you're doing. And there's so much information out there. You know, there's courses, there's this, there's that, there's podcasts like this, it, you know, there's just a lot to consume and, and kind of people out there to help guide you along the way. And actually, I don't know if you mentioned this, Marvin, but did, did you go through any like formalized training or course when you got started? I mean, you said you found out about selling on Amazon on Reddit, which um, that's, you know, uh, something that a lot of people kind of go to the Reddit forums, but is there another uh, course that you went through or training officially?
1: Yeah, so when I first started, I actually um, ended up just having a conversation with a with a guy. I, I actually don't even remember his name. It was so long ago, but he had a Udemy course for like ten dollars, or I think it was like ten dollars or thirty dollars or something like that. I mean, really, once you get the basics down, um, it's just kind of committing to it and following through, and then filling in the gaps with a community, like you know, kind of just like yours. Just go in and ask a questions if you don't know. There's there's always going to be someone that's going to be willing to help you out. I mean the the whole the whole community is you know going to be very helpful just in terms of you know what you don't know. So
0: yeah, so you've obviously okay. We talked about you you've had a lot of success, which is great. Um, and because of that success and knowledge that you have attained, you and your your business partner, you guys have essentially created a, a side business. I don't know if it's a side business anymore, but uh, you've taken your knowledge with certain things. And uh, you know, kind of started this. What do you want to call it—a consulting or or um, agency? Or I'm not really sure what you what you want to call it. But could you just tell the listeners kind of what else is possible, just besides selling on Amazon? Kind of like what you've evolved into now.
1: Yeah. So um, I mean, like let's say that you know you want to Amazon, and you know while you're in the build-up phase of you know your physical products business, there's always someone out there that doesn't know as much as you, and you know if you're willing to just help them out someone's willing to pay you. So, um, a lot of times someone just wants someone to talk to and you can, you can, as you're learning, as long as you're one step ahead of someone else, there's someone out there that, you know, you, 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 can help and you can gain a little money that way as well. So there's definitely opportunities everywhere within this.
0: Yeah. So, you know, if you kind of become really good at Facebook ads, as an example, it's something that some people take to but a lot of people struggle with, that's something that you can market, market yourself as is like, Hey, I'm really great with Facebook ads. I can help Amazon sellers do all this and that, or Hey, I'm really great with many chat or Hey, I've really take like me personally, like for some reason, like I love sales copy. It's just something I find fascinating, uh, the psychology of words and things like that. And you know, if, if you're listening out there, you could have your, your brand that you're building up, but as you kind of gain expertise and let's face it, selling on Amazon, there's a lot of hats to wear. There's so many different things early on that you're like, Oh my God, I got to know how to do all these, you know, from, you know, getting the listing put up there to pay-per-click to everything in between. Um, but there's going to be certain things that you hate doing and certain things that you're like, all right, I kind of like this. So I'm just kind of throwing it out. there as another, uh, income opportunity. And that's something that you and your business partner ran with. So you guys started up a, um, a business, and your specialty is in listing optimization, I believe, and your partner's specialty is in pay-per-click. Which those are two very, very in-demand things right now. And uh, so, h- how long have you guys been selling your your expertise in these new areas?
1: So the agency is actually very, very brand new. So we actually just started this uh, about uh, maybe like two, three months ago. So yeah, it's fairly brand new.
0: Okay. And just wanted to throw it out there to people uh, what's possible in terms of just this uh-huh. e-commerce world. So again, you've had a couple successful brands out there and now you kind of have some new, some new interests, some new business interests that could lead you in an entirely different direction, all because you were reading on a Reddit forum. About Amazon and talk to some friends and this and that. So I just kind of want to throw everything out there for the listeners, just to see how the world works and kind of where things can take you in this wild world of Amazon and internet marketing and all things kind of related. So what I wanted to do is just dive into a little bit of listing optimization, since that's uh, something you've kind of taken to, and I want to kind of throw it out there. Um, Do you have any tips, any things that can help the the audience? Out there, any nuggets you can throw them when it comes to creating like a killer listing, things that you know would work or would help people if they uh, kind of just paid attention to for
1: their uh, for their
0: copy and their listings.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So this is actually for you know for people that are new. So th- I mean, yeah. So my first tip goes to like being different with your USP. So like the first optimization you can that you should do and you need to focus on. Is you know sell the heck out of your differentiation if you have one. So like it's it's always harder to sell a Me Too product because it's harder to command the margin, or it's it's harder just to command the attention because they base it off price if you want it the market leader. If if you have a unique selling proposition, like that, or if you don't have a unique selling proposition, like that's okay too. It's just a slight little bit you know more difficult to like optimize and convert. Um, you just gotta, you you can get around that with, with like, you know, your, your messaging and your positioning. You just have to, you know, speak to a different uh, segment of the market. Like, let's say that like you're selling protein, you could sell to like the vegan portion of the market or the organic portion of the market, and then just include keywords for like the organic or vegan, you know, portion for optimization. Um, my second tip is to, you know, I guess whatever's in your bullet points, I would highlight that in the image gallery. You know, you have to show that within, um, you know, within the infographic. People are, you know, looking at pictures, but they don't always read. They just skim nowadays. So your product messaging has to be clear and communicate instantly. And you can always do that with a picture. And I'd have to say, like, the last thing is... Um, if you can afford it, get the most amazing EBC done because shoppers, you know, now being on mobile and it being such a huge conversion factor, they scroll through, like looking at your pictures and like looking at your headlines, you know, um, it just makes it, you know, easier to look legitimate when you don't have as re- you know, many reviews as your competitors.
0: So EBC, uh, for all you listening out there, you mean enhanced brand content or a plus content, correct?
1: Yes, correct. Yeah.
0: Just going to throw that terminology out there. So yeah, enhanced brand content. I mean, that's, if you guys can get it, uh, depending upon where you're at with, with, uh, enrollment and this and that, I definitely agree. A uh, huge opportunity there. So, uh, obviously with listings, you know, the, the lifeblood of our listings are keywords. So if we don't have keywords or the right keywords, we're just, we're not going to get found. We're not going to get found in search. And that's, how the vast majority of shoppers are finding your products they are they're typing something in the search bar. Almost everybody is. So, uh, what, you get any advice for like, for keyword strategies for, you know, how, how, how should sellers approach this? Should they just kind of jump onto helium 10 and, and just kind of fire it away? Or, or, or is there any guidance you can give us to help us find the best possible keywords?
1: Yeah. So, so like, so we look at keywords and like, um, in two ways. So, like, first, it's it, one of uh, yeah. It's like it's multifaceted and it's budget dependent, depending on your goal. But if you're just like, like, let's say that you're gonna use, just use keywords for like within your listing, I'd have to go off keyword relevancy as my first part of choice, uh, uh, or my first choice, you know, for determining which keywords to uh, to choose. And then I'd also like you know like recommend like uh, an a reverse ASIN tool. You can use like Helium. 10 cerebro which we're a big fan of like on your competitorizations if you've got like a fairly similar product that's a great place to start if you don't know what to do um now if you're talking about like which keywords to like to get ranked for you know in, in choosing i would have to say that that's budget and you know also root keyword dependent but like a, a proper ranking plan tailored to someone starting is much different than a ranking plan with like let's say someone with a larger budget I, like you'd have to go with like smaller volume keywords to like help start getting you some wins, you know, to help offset your costs since you don't have the budget to plow into those, you know, heavy, heavy competition keywords.
0: Yeah. So find some long tail, some easy wins and kind of just Mm -hmm. slowly build up to the, to the heavy hitters. Right. So if you kind of just go heavy hitter right away and you don't have the budget or the strategy, you're just probably going to end up wasting a lot of money.
1: Yeah. If you can't sustain it for sure.
0: Yeah. Um, so I want to dive in a little bit on PPC in a second year, but since you kind of uh, we kind of dabble into it briefly, um, let, let's just say somebody's out there and they're ready to launch their first product. Given it's twenty twenty, and and me and you've been talking, you know, we've been selling on Amazon roughly, in the same amount of time. Things have changed dramatically in terms of like launching products now. I mean, uh, it's it's so night and day different. And as far as what Amazon wants, and, and as far as what tools are available for sellers, and and uh, all those things. So if somebody was launching a product today, what advice would you give them? What strategy would you give them? I know it varies on the product. I know there's some, you know, it depends what you're selling and how competitive it is, but what's a decent strategy? I mean, should somebody just use PPC? Should they use ManyChat? Should they use a service? Like what's the guidance you'd give them?
1: So I would have to say that like if you, if you just wanna get up and going, I would definitely recommend using a service to start. But at the end of the day, you need to take some time to um, you know boost your skills up and get into many chat and Facebook because you wanna be able to control and scale it, right? You don't always wanna use a service. But if if you did use a service, we we like seller.tools and rebate key. Um, and rebate key, you know, especially just because we can con- you know, uh, determine how many units we want to give away. So, but at at some point you do need to get into many chat, um, and, uh, learn how to drive, you know, traffic from, uh, you know, from, from Facebook on your own. And then if you have a especially competitive product and you need a lot more volume, then you can do combining and have it come from different, you know, um, different sources to hit your volume. Because Sometimes, um, you need a, you need, you need a guaranteed buyer pool and then sometimes you need a actual consumer pool.
0: So as far as links, uh, I know a lot of people listening are going to be using like, let's say Pixelfy. Um, what, what, what are the hot links to use right now? Is search find buy the, the best overall type of uh, strategy to use, or do you have any other insight on that? You've launched a lot of products.
1: So, um, as far as links, so what we found is that, uh, it's better if it doesn't come from just like one source, it's better if it comes from a lot of sources. So we, we go with, um, you know, brand name plus the keyword that you're targeting. So like, uh, you know, like Apple iPhone, if your, you know, keyword was like iPhone, you'd put your brand name, Apple in front of it. Um, we also like the hidden keyword URL and uh we do a uh a straight search find buy and i think the last one that we focus on is a two step uh brand not a two step storefront but a two step brand so and usually, you
0: you're putting all those in a rotator then
1: yeah it depends on the volume so um yeah like if if it's going to be for something where we need a lot a lot more volume like it, it obviously like within the supplement space it's going to be a little hard uh, we, we have, we, we rotated it to get the maximum effect, but like, let's say it's a smaller volume keyword. You can probably just use one or two just to not complicate it. Right. You don't need everything, but in competitive, you know, space, we, we, we need a, we need a variety of sources.
0: Now, is there any truth that, uh, I don't know if we were talking about this earlier, Marvin, about Amazon being able to pick up kind of, uh, what you're doing with where you're driving your links from, or if they kind of just see, Every you know, every uh, link that's converting on a sales like coming from like search, find, buy, or you know, from a Pixelfy or type of link, are they going to draw some red flags on that and and potentially kind of question what you're doing, or is there uh, any any truth to that, or is there uh, is that why we should be kind of kind of diversifying the types of links and traffic sources that we're doing when it comes to launches?
1: Yeah, I mean, so we can't say for sure. I mean, it's very very hard to tell because they change things so much. But what we do notice is that some things don't always work as well as they used to, right? So like we used to just use a, you know, um, uh, we just used to use actually just a a two-step brand, but we weren't moving. And the next thing you know, we're adding in link, we're adding in, you know, variant links and we're seeing an improved, you know, result. So while I'm not sure if it's like 100% true, we kind of see it's working. So if that's what the, you know, attribution goes to, then, you know, I guess it may be true, but it's very, very hard to tell, but that's what, uh, that's the conversation. in you know, the seven figure seller communities that that's the way to go.
0: Okay. Just thought I would throw that out there. Um, So let's just jump into pay-per-click. And I know that it's not your area of expertise. That's your business partners area, but um, somebody just starting out, what, what types of advice can you give them on, on pay-per-click? Like some things that you've learned, obviously you've probably um, had a lot of successes and failures when it comes to pay-per-click it, it can be a, a kind of like a big learning curve when you're first getting started but uh what what would you recommend obviously we need to for basically any seller out there you should be using pay-per-click so let's just kind of throw that out there um but what what types of advice could you kind of give people like uh some basics out there for pay-per-click
1: yeah sure so um like one of the tips that Justin recommends is you know obviously like you have to make sure that your listing is optimized before to like you know trying to you know involve the PPC campaigns. I mean, that's key because, you know, pay-per-click is all about driving the traffic, right? At the end of the day, you have to convert them. So, I mean, it goes back to, you know, having your listing optimized, you know, meaning are your images on point? Are you, are you, you know, do you have the right copy and enough reviews? And then, you know, yeah, like your ACOS won't change that much if you don't have that down. Um, And then just regarding, you know, like some mistakes that like, you know, we see sellers make, um, a lot of times like people end campaigns a little bit too early or they don't understand or aren't even looking at the right performance metrics. And then most importantly, I think the biggest one that kind of stands out is just going after the wrong keywords initially. You know, um, I think, uh, and I, I think probably like when you do an audit uh, or whenever, whenever we do an audit, like uh, one of the things that Justin notices is that they have a messed up back end, So they kind of skimp out on like proper campaign structure. Like people just bunching their main keywords into one campaign just to save on time and then their budget gets all sporadic you know and then or they're out they're using like outdated you know Amazon tactics that they learn from like YouTube videos um you know basically they should be you know split up in separate campaign they, they should be split up into separate campaigns and then optimized like accordingly from there but like I, I think one of the things that is like uh you know have your best selling keywords in within one campaign and, and you know one ad set and you know you go from there, I mean that way you can you can manage your budget appropriately
0: okay, so I guess just structure right being able to keep everything organized, I think is huge because yeah, as you kind of start out, you can maybe put up a few different campaigns out there, but then as time goes on, you're going to kind of grow it and, and you know you kind of go crazy, and if you're not organizing things and structuring it well, you can just lose control over. Uh, the entire process and then get frustrated and then your budgets are just blown out of whack and it's just like you got a big mess on your hands so you're just saying like just keep everything organized as best as you can right with with some proper structure
1: yeah especially you know nowadays i mean it's just uh, the their amazon's pvc is getting a little more advanced so uh it's best to you know like organize it and then know what's actually going on and you won't be able to do that without a little structure so yeah absolutely
0: Okay, excellent. Uh, Any other PPC tips out there? Uh, Again, I know that uh, your guy, Justin, is the one that handles this, but uh, anything else you can kind of add on that? I mean, pay-per-click at this stage in 2020 is you you pretty much have to do it. So you either get really good at it or you pay somebody to be really good at it, the way I kind of look at it, right?
1: Yeah, I I would say that like, um, I guess another PPC tip would be just be like, you know, uh, have some patience with it. I mean, you know, sometimes, you know, we'll see people like not having enough impressions or not having enough clicks and they and they start making decisions, you know, based on performance already. I would say just have some patience with it and, you know, uh, make sure that like you're looking at your accurate data. I mean, you know, I, I, I can understand that if you're spending money, you want results right away, but it, you have to, you know, you have to go for averages over spans of time and that'll give you more accurate decision data. And that would be my best tip is, you know, don't base your decisions off of your feeling, you know, wait till you actually can confirm that you're right or wrong.
0: Gotcha. So Marvin, uh, we're kind of rounding third here. This has all been awesome. Great information. I know the listeners out there are enjoying it as much as I am. Um, where else can we find you online? So you have your your agency consulting business that that you and your your partner are kind of starting up, but uh, do you have a, a, a website or a, a presence online where the listeners could kind of reach out to you?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, you can find us at uh, www.amzsellerspecialists, and that's specialist with an S at the end. Or you can just reach out to us on like Facebook anytime. You can just kind of look us up, Marvin Lee. Uh, last name like Bruce Lee or Justin Cores and last name spelled C-O-R-R-E-S.
0: Awesome. Awesome. So I, we didn't really mention it, but uh,
1: you are over in the Philippines right now, right? Yeah, I have been here for, I'm, I don't even keep track of my days, but I think it's been two years. I'm I'm go, going three years now. Okay. Uh, and what,
0: what, what state did you come from?
1: I came from uh, Las Vegas, Nevada.
0: Okay. So, oh, so from Vegas running his online business all the way in the Philippines right now. So kind of living the life, man, you're, you're doing it real big. I'm, I'm proud of you. That that's awesome. You, you've, you've uh, got a real good head on your shoulders, you and your business partner there and, and doing a lot of good things and kind of, kind of living an awesome life right now, obviously as best as you can be during this quarantine time. What are you doing to keep busy in the quarantine time right now?
1: So, uh, man, we, you know, they don't let us have much. I mean, we, we, ha- we, we have something called enhanced community quarantine. So, um, and then kind of here, it's a little bit sad, but it, 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 it's, it's just a basic truth that um, the healthcare system is not as strong as a first world country. And while I live in a nice area, the rest of the country, you know, it, it's not so nice. And um, in terms of like, you know, like uh, having access to like healthcare, um, it's, it's a little bit limited.
0: So, uh, so Marvin, um, what is the last bit of advice that you're going to send somebody on their way with right now before we, before we part ways here again, that, that guy or that gal that might be sitting in their quarantine time right now, listening to this going, you know, maybe that, maybe they lost their job. I don't know. You know, a lot of people have, or maybe they're kind of really just guess second guessing what job they do have. And they, they want to kind of get on a different path in life. And, uh, with everything going on in the world right now, I think that a lot of people are thinking that. So you've obviously again, we've highlighted your, your successes over and over again. You know, you got a couple of seven figure brands, which is awesome. And um, you know, you're know you doing very well for yourself, you and your business partner. So you obviously didn't just flip on a switch and that, that just didn't happen overnight. Uh, we, we highlighted, you know, kind of your story here, which is great. Um, what, what's the last parting words you can give somebody that wants to get where you're at right now? So somebody that is maybe on them, Reddit forums right now, kind of just looking, and they're on the YouTube channels, but they're kind of afraid to make mistakes. They're afraid to start. Uh, what's the last bit of advice that you can motivate somebody to start taking some action?
1: Okay. Yeah. So I I'll say if you're new and you haven't started and are looking to do so, just, just know that this is a great opportunity. And then if you are, you know, if you've kind of started but are scared, just educate yourself because after you educate yourself and you know your numbers, the numbers aren't gonna to lie to you and you're gonna do the numbers yourself, right? So that's gonna remove a lot of the fear. At least, you know, you, while you can't always be certain, you can take a very, very calculated risk and there's, there's no other opportunity like, you know, Amazon to be able to make that calculated risk. Like You can't do that with Shopify, you can't do that with like dropshipping and you can't do that with an, even with an agency. And then I would say that if you're an established seller, and you haven't hit your goals. I would recommend, um, increasing your network or paying for the help you need, because at some point you need people, uh, you know, to help you out, not more videos or courses to scale.
0: Awesome. Great advice there. Uh, the listeners out there, there's no excuses. You got to get started. Even if you're working a million hours at your job right now, whatever it is. This can be a side hustle for the time being. Get the education that you need, get the training. There's so many resources out there. There's so many great examples like Marvin who have done it, a lot of others in the community as well. So it's all there right in front of you. You just got to put it in play and take some action. Don't be afraid to fail. And uh, if you guys have further questions for Marvin or Justin or are interested in some of their expertise in listing optimization, pay per click, or what have you, please reach out to them. I will put the uh, link to their website on the show notes. So make sure you guys check that out. Marvin, uh, it's been a pleasure. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day. I know we're 12 hours apart from each other in time zone, but we make it happen. And uh, yeah, man, I I appreciate you coming on.
1: Yeah. uh, Thanks for having me, Nick. It's, 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 It's been a pleasure. I appreciate it.
0: Definitely. Take care and we'll talk to you later. Bye. Thanks again, Marvin. I appreciate you taking the time to jump on the show here with us today. And I love hearing success stories such as yours. And I hope that the listeners enjoyed all of this as much as I did. And if you guys want to reach out to Marvin for any further uh, questions or assistance, then please do so. And if you're listening to this and you're someone out there that has been having success in e-commerce and you want to share your story and please please reach out to me. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to share your message with the community. And everything that we kind of talk to about any links or or what have you as always guys, I'll link them up in the show notes. Just go to privatelabelershow.com/148. So what I want to do right now is just highlight a few key takeaways from our conversation, some important points that I wanted to really drive home before we part ways. On today's episode, so numero uno, number one, um, Marvin really stressed the importance of engaging with your customers. They are real, actual people, so talk to them after the sale. So you may recall, uh, they make it a point of engaging with them. I believe through Instagram or through hashtags after the sale to uh, you know get reviews or just add value to try to get testimonials, things like that. So reach out to your customers after the sale. Offer a way for the customer to enter your world or your community. Offer them a way to engage with your brand. If you are not doing that, you are going to lose long term. It's all about adding value. And then after you add additional value, you can ask for things like reviews, testimonials, promote other products, things like that. So just try to lead with value whenever possible. So number two, I thought that this was really important and Marvin actually highlighted this several times. Uh, This has to do with product selection and the products that you are choosing to launch. You need to make sure that you have a unique selling proposition. If you want to have long-term success on Amazon, you want to make sure that what you're putting out to the marketplace marketplace is different or better in some way, shape, or form than what is already out there for the customers, okay? So make sure you have a unique selling proposition. Once you figure that out, then you need to market that in your listing copy, in your general marketing efforts to showcase like why your product is different, better or more unique than the competition, okay? So unique selling proposition, very, very important that you understand that. And last but not least, number three, the third and final takeaway that I had from today's conversation. Uh, Marvin just really stressed the importance of the following. He said, get the training you need to allow yourself to succeed. So you have to allocate the appropriate time. So if you're working a nine to five, wake up early, stay up late, whatever it is that you got to do, allocate the time to get the training you need to succeed. There's a lot of great resources out there to learn how to sell on Amazon or to start e-commerce businesses. There's podcasts, there's YouTube channels, there's formalized training courses, there's Reddit forms. And that's how uh, Marvin said he got his start. And then one thing led to another. And then I believe he bought a Udemy course, whatever it is, there's a lot of avenues and opportunities out there for you to get the training that you need to succeed. And once you start the process of selling online and creating your e-commerce business and brand, the key thing to remember is that you are going to fail. I have failed. Marvin has failed. Everybody's going to fail at a certain time. And it's just really important that you understand that and to keep pushing forward, to learn from your failures. And the people that are successful ultimately in anything, especially in e-commerce and Amazon, is that they never stopped. They just kept improving and learning from their mistakes. And they didn't just fold up shop after the first product failure. You learn from it and you keep pushing forward and you get better and better at this. So if you guys are looking for some formal training, you may have heard me talk in the past about the Freedom Ticket Training Course. It's not my course, it's actually Kevin King's course. And if you want free access to that, all you have to do is sign up for the Helium 10 All-in-One Tool Suite that I use and that a lot of other sellers use. So if you have access to Helium 10, then you can get free access to the Freedom Ticket training course. I would highly recommend it. And if you guys wanna deal on Helium 10 on the actual software tool suite, I can get you one. So just simply go to privatelabelershowcom forward slash Helium 10 to get 50% off your first month. And then as I mentioned, you can get enrolled in that Freedom Ticket training course to give you the resources and the guidance and the knowledge to be a successful seller so no excuses go out there and make it happen Um, you will thank yourself later for it and then maybe sometime in the future you can be on the show just like marvin talking about your seven or eight or maybe even nine figure business so uh, that about does it guys make sure you subscribe to the show if you're on youtube if you could hit that subscribe button that would be super awesome Hit the like button, whatever it is you got to do to show a little love. I would appreciate it. And uh, leave a review on iTunes if you haven't yet done so. so. And then uh, we want you joined up in that Facebook group. So make sure you go to privatelabelershowcom forward slash FB to get joined up in our private community. And if you have questions, I will be in there to help you out along the way. So that about does it. You guys have a great rest of the day. Go out there and kick some butt, take some action, and make it happen. Talk to you later. Bye. This episode of The Private Labeler Show has ended. Please show your support
1: for the podcast by subscribing for more business strategies and tactics to help you build your empire. Also, make sure to leave us a review on iTunes. See you in the next episode.